0: You're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, Episode 19. I'm your host Anne-Marie Cross welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership podcast the podcast that empowers you to reach your full potential whether you're a woman in your own business or a woman in a corporate role now joining me today on the show is Mary Jensen Mary is one of eight children she moved out of home at 15 and put herself through night school she started working in accounts at the age of 15 was finance manager at 20 and then became financial controller by the age of She worked hard and did it as a way to survive. After recognizing an interest in human behavior, further development and trainings, she started her own business, Empower Services, in 2009. And as most small businesses, it has grown and changed. So Mary now works as a sales trainer, incorporating personal development and public speaking. On today's show, she's going to share resilience. Never give up, there is always a way. People are people and need to be heard even if you think your idea is the best and change is inevitable. You can fight it all you want, like swimming up a waterfall. So welcome to the show, Mary. Thank you. Hi, how are you today? Really good. Wow, a child of eight. Tell me, were they all boys or was there a mixture?
1: It was in a mixture. Um, We had four boys first, and then four girls, and
0: I was the first girl. Oh, fantastic! And look, the the fact that you moved out of home at the age of fifteen—I mean, nowadays some kids are still living at home, mid twenties, even late twenties. I've even heard of some people late, you know, early thirties, even. That that was really young.
1: Well, I've always been a go getter, and being able to study. In we had a small house. Being able to study in a small house with all those people, it was really, really difficult. Mm. Um, and it was just a really easy choice. I'd been a very capable child. I could cook for ten people mm. um, and and look after myself. We all had to chip in and do things. And it was it was an easy choice because I had then my own space to be able to grow, learn, and study.
0: Mm, wonderful. Now I know you've got some. Inf- you know information and insights you're going to share with us in a moment but what i wanted to touch on um in your introduction i mean you started at accounts at 15 then five years later you were the finance manager and then in five years you were the financial controller so you really can see an incredible progression and in leadership and as you moved up the corporate ladder what would you say looking back because insight is a fantastic tool but looking back what was some of the key, was it whether it be mindsets or things that you did that enabled you to continue to develop and advance your career?
1: Uh, one of the things that my mum taught me at a very young age is a job worth doing is worth doing well. So mm. I've always had that mentality, whatever you do, give it your all. Mm. Um, I'm... I love learning. I still love learning. I'm always retraining and going to courses and events to learn as, as much as I can. I love, um, I don't think I'll ever stop learning mm. until the day that I die. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's got to be part of it. L- wanting to know how to do things better. So right from the get-go, right from working in finance at the age of 15, I was always what they call a change merchant. So I always looked at things and thought, how can we do it better? How, yes. how can we do it? faster how can we do it I I think maybe there's a bit of laziness in there that you might laugh at Mm. but that kind of gives you you know find a better way find a better way find a better way if it's a hard job and a hard task and repetitive there's got to be some place that we can automate in there
0: now thinking back to that time were you surrounded by mentors? Uh, what kind of support did you have? Because the reason I, I say this is because so many women, whether they're in their own business or whether they are in corporate, they do get stuck in a rut. They do work hard, definitely. I mean, so many women who are listening to this podcast work extremely hard yet haven't quite seen the progression that you have in that short time You know, frame. Every five years, you really progress. What were some key support Factors around that you had?
1: Um, I definitely had some fantastic mentors. Um, back in my first finance days, so between um, 15 to 20, there was a lady, Mary Batuna, and she was the financial controller of a company called Electronic Data Systems, EDS. Mm. And she sat me down really early and said, You know, you're a real go getter and you can really go anywhere you want. And starting young in a business that gives you the opportunity to learn and grow um, is definitely if if I hadn't have sat down with her I don't know where I'd be because she was the one who suggested that I go to night school and through that you know educating myself and, be, and being able to progress so definitely there's um, find mentors people that you look up to see how they are doing things model what they're doing if you want their results and in the same way bring in your own individuality as well because not everything that all my mentors did and said and taught are what I took on board. I would absolutely take on board things that I thought were fantastic and would work. And in the same token, there were some things that just didn't resonate with me. So I th- I think that the key in there is make sure that you're authentic and being you at the same time as you're building and growing.
0: So true. And, you know, I just want to commend you and thank you for sharing that because at a young age to recognise that, is incredible and uh you know thinking back to what you're saying your mother was saying she really empowered you to do that i remember when i first started my my first role it was working in an office which i swore i would never do but an accident kind of led me down that path long story for another day um and i got a pay rise similar to you i was nurtured and, and mentored in the workplace and it wasn't Long before I got a pay rise and then another pay rise as my role progressed. And I remember going to speak to my, my mother about getting a car. She said, Oh, well, you can't really afford it on your wages. And it was then that I explained to her. So, yes, the environment, someone that believes in you and, and gives you uh, that, that uh, opportunity, I think is really important, which is a great lesson for people to, to think about what environment are you currently in? Is it supportive? And if not, maybe it's not the best environment for you. Would you agree?
1: Oh, absolutely. I first started in an office. So before the one I was just talking about at EDS, I first started in an office as junior accounting and we did everything manually at that stage. And in that environment, that was a terrible environment. I was the youngest person there, um, which meant I was sort of the gopher in the dog's body. Anyone that didn't want to do a task that that was tedious, they gave it to me. Mm. And there was no computers and and no progression and I could see very quickly that that environment was not an environment for me and I remember when I left the managers that I worked for they refused to give me a reference yet the sales manager in that company noticed how different I was and he wrote me a reference and he said it's Mary's growth and go-getter attitude that is taking her from this company to a company that has computers (laughs) I love it Absolutely. Now I gave away my age a little bit, didn't I? Before <laughs> computers and after computers.
0: <laughs> That's all right. We're all in the same boat, so I absolutely uh, can understand that. And look, that is another insight. If you recognize that the environment in which you are currently in uh, is not supporting you, make a decision and make a move. You know, don't hope that something's going to change. Sometimes you've got to you do need to make that change and that may mean changing companies. Uh, maybe even changing up your own business if you can see currently what you're doing is just not working. Great, great insights. Let's dive in. Resilience. Never give up. There is always a way. Share more about that.
1: Well, that, that is my key for living life, resilience. Um, so being one of eight children, finding your <laughs> voice and being heard was was probably difficult, especially being fifth. I mean, Mm. I sort of came after everybody, you know, everybody's sort of ranking up before me and the ones even after. So I think that resilience, learning resilience, tasks are never going to be exactly what you want.
0: Mm. I mean,
1: there's so many times that you do something and you learn more from the way you went about doing it to find a better way than if you got it right in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I used to talk to my staff a lot about mistakes And I used to say, I believe mistakes, what people deem mistakes, are fantastic in a process or a procedure situation because you can strengthen that procedure or that process so that those things don't happen again. So the resilience to always look forward, to always find a better way, even if things seem to be a disaster right now, to have a 360 look at the disaster that you're in
0: and see what you can grab from it because that's where the gold is. And so often when people talk about mistakes or failure or things not going right, it becomes a blame game, doesn't it? Or I'm a failure and it really can keep them stuck if we're not careful. And to hear you say, well, look, this could be a really great opportunity for for growth and learning and expansion, uh, for some people really does challenge their, their mindset. Would you say that that is something that Continued to learn and develop in you as a young child, or was it also modelled? Because I would imagine that being one of eight, all of your your siblings would have been uh, trying to have their voice heard amongst the crowd, so to speak.
1: Um, Yeah, absolutely. Learning to fight for your rights and fight Mm. for yourself and fight to be heard, and it was a bit of a fight. And now I know that there's way different ways to go about it. Mm. Um, So. There's ways to be heard now with not without being loud. Yes. There's ways yeah. to be influential without even making a noise sometimes. So though all those sorts of skills. I mean, absolutely coming from eight children has given me a grounding in a multitude of human behaviour. Mm. And then being so young and um, moving out of home and then progressing in a career and managing and mentoring and training staff for such a long period of time. You just get to know the different types of people that there are and the different wants and needs. You know, there's people who really want to talk and there's people who really don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. There's people who like to be trained by seeing things and there's people who like to be trained by hearing things. And and some people need a lot of direction and some people don't need a lot of direction. So all those different environments that I've been in across the time have taught me.
0: A lot about resilience Mm. and resilience in so many different ways yes what you've just said there I wanted to just to highlight to people in case they've missed it and and this is one of the key steps you're talking about not just yelling and, and being the loudest person but kind of analyzing the situation and often it's because of our relationships with people in the workplace or our team and recognizing the ways in which they communicate so that you can then communicate in a way that they listen, that they appreciate, and that the conversation can be one where there is to and fro, you know, where, where there is a collaboration and, and a coming together and understanding. Even if that means, and we're going to talk about that in a moment, even if you think the best idea is your own, allowing people to be, you know, heard. But I think recognizing different situations and reacting differently. Uh, and with intention, certainly sounds like that made a difference in how you approached uh, your relationships and in in the workplace. Would you you say that's true?
1: Absolutely. And I worked in manufacturing for a long period of time, which was very male dominant. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the communication styles that I love to use today are a combination of what I saw that worked Mm -hmm. and also what I saw that didn't work.
0: And, you know, with the communication styles and differences, what may sound as um, a critique, but, but you know, quite a a hard critique, may just be the way some person, you know, communicates. So, the resilience is also never take things personally. Otherwise, uh, that can certainly limit your your self-confidence as well. Oh, absolutely. Mm. In my
1: view, there's all types of people in the world. So I talk to people about the strong people, so the assertive people who really know what they want and go and get what they want. They communicate in the, you know, the Nike, just do it way. And then there's the fun communicators who are all about fun and excitement and, you know, making sure everybody's included and, you know, having it all done together. Mm -hmm. And then there's the kind um, type of people. And each different type of people has a different language that draws them in. And to be able to change, and then, of course, there's the detail, logical type of people, and they really prefer not to have many conversations at all. <laughs> they are often misunderstood because they just love to get on with doing the detail and the work of what, what they want to do. So knowing that there's different types of people and they have different ways to communicate and changing your way to listen to them. Because when we want to communicate, that's the key, the communication. Yes. We want it to be both ways. So to be in a relationship that's communicating, be it business, pleasure or otherwise to be, have it to to have the ability to converse two ways and learn to understand that everybody is different and with that comes a value that's just one of the lessons that life gives us and it's phenomenal
0: yeah absolutely you know i was talking at a networking event today to a lovely young lady and she was saying that one of her colleagues rang up was in corporate and was really uh, quite heartbroken because there'd been a round of promotions and she was not uh, part of the, the team that was asked to step forward and, and up. And so she was really, really hurt. And just, oh, you know, I've been working so hard and these are the things that, that I've de- delivered. And, and I just believe that I'm due a promotion. So many women, men too, but women in leadership, that's what the show's all all about. They struggle to communicate the value that they offer. So whether it is talking to a prospective client or talking to uh, a senior manager, putting forward your case and and you know reasons why you believe that you are you know should be uh, offered a promotion, it's all about communication, isn't it, and, and about ensuring that what you're communicating is getting the right message across. And that's where resilience and never giving up is so important, isn't it? Find a different way. What's a different communication that you can use that really taps into to that communication style of the other person?
1: I think that that is exactly a uh, big key in the business. And I, for me, my opinion, and it is only my opinion, mm. if you go into a situation Always focusing on what you can give. So what you can give to that position, what mm-hmm. you can give to that company, what you can give to your um, fellow colleagues. That puts you in a much better stead for a promotion mm. than having the mentali- mentality of I've worked hard and I've done my mm. my ticked my list and now it's my time to get. Yeah. I believe if you go always trying to improve yourself and your job, whatever the job is, you know that back to that. If a job's worth doing, it's worth doing well. If you have that mentality to keep giving and keep doing to the best of your ability, I believe
0: that the promotions will fall. Absolutely, and be able to communicate it in a way that is deliver or showing how you've delivered value and and continue to to do so so let's dive into the next area people are people and need to be heard even if you think your idea is the best this can be really hard for us sometimes particularly the people who do like to to share their ideas let's speak a bit more about this
1: (laughs) ah this one is the this one's the one this one is the close to my heart for a long period of time because i progressed so quickly, I suppose, I had a really high opinion of myself. And it thank you for t- your honesty. That is <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I I know th- this is really the catalyst to part of my biggest growth in communication and human behaviour. Mm. Um, I was a, the type of manager that never missed a deadline and that if my team wasn't going to make it, then I'd drag them. I really would Mm -hmm. and I saw how people acted and reacted in those situations and I put a lot of um, hard work into myself and looking at how I like to be treated, how I like to be managed Mm -hmm. and those types of things to learn that there's a much better way. If the team arrives triumphant as a team, it's so much better to be in there than you arrived at the front and you dragged everybody with yeah, you yeah everybody's looking a little bit disheveled at the back going what the heck just happened <laughs> and it's so true so now i know that i i so am so strong at the strongest outcomes is a combination there's been so many times that i've been so um closed down in my so- mindset thinking that this is the way i want it to be and i i'm at the top and i have that right and when i learned to listen to all the other angles because i'm so i'm very big big picture focused mm. and i would look at the big picture and the overall outcome and there was so much value in listening to the detail of how to, how to do it best mm-hmm. and i really would have you know the outcome might be the same as the outcome I thought it was going to be but the steps to get there as a team were way different than I imagined and when I learned that and I probably learned started learning that um, when I was a financial controller and when we were moving into mergers and acquisitions and um, purchasing businesses where we were melding all the different teams and all the different personalities mm. and you know we'd I'd, I Sometimes I had the view that the way our company did it was the best way. And I learned so much stepping into those other smaller companies and finding out, wow, no, actually, that way
0: is a better way. So that was a real eye-opener. Mm. And so the, the lesson for you there, the insight, was to really take the opportunity to listen to what the team was saying to you which i think is absolutely imperative because even if this decision at the end of the day is something different than what they had explained or someone else had explained and shared they still feel felt listened to didn't they and they still felt part of the team and valued yeah
1: Uh, and even sometimes in um in the merger and acquisition space when i was encouraging staff members to to come on board and stay when they really weren't happy about things sometimes I even took their idea if I would thought it wasn't exactly the best one yet it was going to work Mm -hmm. as a way of strengthening a team
0: yes yeah And I think it's very important to watch your language too, isn't it? There's one word, and I'm sure in your training you would have heard this too, there's one three-letter word that can absolutely derail, the team derail the conversation, and that word is but. So if you replace that word but with and... It can absolutely change and I'll give you a a situation scenario and and this is probably similar similar to something that you've just said, Mary. If someone brings something uh, to you, one of your team members, you might say, Joe, I absolutely love that idea and if we uh, brainstorm a little bit around this particular area, I think that that might just work. So it's kind of building on maybe that Joe didn't quite hit the mark but saying, you know, rather than saying but, because that completely just, you know, shatters what he's just said, you would use the word and you can really expand it and take the conversation so people can continue to brainstorm and come up with a solution for you is that something that you found as well absolutely and there are
1: some other minimizing words as mm. well that you can use in a conversation oh, when yeah. you want to acknowledge somebody's idea and move it in a different direction yeah absolutely yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> all right there we go so listen and uh, that that, that's such a great reminder people need to be heard let's talk about change I know that uh, for many people sometimes change can be frightening but what you've said and I think it's true with things were in the workplace with things in business change is inevitable and we can fight it uh, if we want like swimming up a waterfall there's an easier way let's let's talk about this
1: So in every situation, I look for the gold, I look for the good. Whenever there's something that is disappointing you, disheartening you, and you don't have the mindset around moving forward or or being positive about it, there's always going to be something in it. There's always some way to find a silver lining. And usually if we learn to retrain ourselves to start looking for that, We've, we find more than one silver lining. Mm. So I talk about it a lot like there's a dot and the dot, so there's not one dot and another dot, one dot is right and one dot is wrong. I think there's one dot of how it's being done now and there's all the space around the dot is all the other possibilities.
0: And I think for people who are looking for silver linings and they say, I just can't find it, they're just not looking deep enough, are they?
1: Or wide well, enough for yeah. There's something. There's going to be something kept for every situation. Um. So re- recently, I was my children have I've gone three learners back to back, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, we were driving a particular way with my son this day in the car, and that that particular direction is horrendous. There's always um parked cars, cars zipping in and zipping mm. out. It's just a treacherous stretch of about 500 meters. And I said, mate, we've got to leave early to make sure if we're held up in that stretch, we'll arrive on time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, things happen as life does. And we didn't leave at the time I wanted to. And we got up to the top and there was an accident. There was fire truck and there was an ambulance. And I turned around and I said, mate, this is why I want to leave early. And he laughed at me and he said, mum, if we were early, we might have been that accident. Mm-hmm. Wow. So there's always a different way instead of my perspective then was coming from, you know, we're not going to get there on time and and we could use our time differently. His yes. his perspective was, you know, we could have been in that accident.
0: Yeah. And it was true. I couldn't deny that fact. That's right. I mean, the, the reframes or situations that seem absolutely desperate uh, can be Turned into situations the way we look at them quite differently just through through a reframe. There was a beautiful little poem that I read once about uh, you know someone having bare feet. You know, to a barefoot person, all they want is a pair of shoes. For someone who's got a pair of shoes, they want a nicer pair of shoes. But to the man who or the woman who has no feet, he would long just to walk barefoot. I mean, it's powerful, isn't it? When we think about it, no matter what situation we're in, there can always be a positive way to look at it. Even in your situation, you know what? Let's just enjoy the time together. Let's have a chat while we're sitting here. We can't move, so what what can we do? So such a, a great, great lesson. Mary, what's one last word of encouragement that you'd like to leave with people today? I want women to know
1: that we don't have to make a choice between a career being a wife or being a mother or being a friend, we can choose to be happy. We can choose just to be happy being us. We're not defined by what we do. We are defined by who we are.
0: So be who you are, not who you think others want you to be. Wow, that is powerful. Mary, how can people get in contact with you?
1: Um, I have a Facebook page, Empower Services, and I also have website which is www.m for mary play on words power services.com.au
0: fantastic look thank you so much mary for joining us today it has been a pleasure speaking with you
1: i always enjoy our conversations (laughs) yeah absolutely
0: now it's over to you mary and i want you to join the conversation to let us know what is the biggest aha i know you've had many you've had several i know uh, from the conversation that Mary has shared with you today. But we want you to select what's the biggest one and what are you going to do in the next 24 hours to get that into action. To join the conversation, all you need to do is go to com forward slash podcast 19, podcast 19. Leave your comment below the show notes and we look forward to reading them. Thanks so much, Mary, for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me and have a really
0: wonderful week. You too. Now, before we go, we have our inspirational tip from our sponsor, Breaking the Confidence Barrier. Confidence is something you create within yourself by believing in who you are. Believing in yourself, the strengths and talent you bring to your clients or bring to the organization is something that I see many women struggle with. They have the talent. However, they just don't recognize it yet and they struggle to communicate their value in their marketing and in their conversations that they have with prospective clients. Now, do you struggle with your self-confidence? Do you find it difficult to express the value you offer in your marketing and of course when you're speaking with a prospective client. It is frustrating, we know, but it doesn't have to be. That's because one of my gifts and strengths is being able to help you identify and capture your message, a message that instantly connects with your ideal client and showcases the incredible offer that you have and has some thinking, I need to talk to you. If you're at the point where you are frustrated and you've been doing lots of things but it's just not working to attract new clients in your business I encourage you to sign up for one of my business breakthrough sessions so we can pinpoint where the gaps are and the steps that you need to take to break through your confidence barrier to register for a breakthrough session go to www.annemariecross.com forward slash breakthrough session annemariecross.com forward slash breakthrough session now that brings us to the end of another show I do hope that you have enjoyed it I'm sure you have you've got lots of Um, insights and techniques that you're going to implement within your business you haven't already subscribed to our iTunes channel go ahead and do that the link is com forward slash podcast iTunes By subscribing to our channel means that you're going to be the very first person to learn about our new episodes and be inspired and empowered every week Luck, like I know you were today the link again annemariecross.com forward slash podcast iTunes and so while you're over there if you've got a couple of minutes we would love it if you would leave a rating leave a comment and uh, share the show with as many other incredible women all over the globe. See you again next week. See you, Mary.
1: Thanks, Emery. Bye.
0: Bye.